man. He's one of those artists that every single time we heard him this year, it was exciting. So this was a very, very strong category. Not to mention some of the artists that didn't make it. So strong category, but at the end of the day, Sexy Red came in and dominated. Yeah, I thought um, Sexy had a phenomenal year. Like three of the biggest songs of the year. Her album towards the back end of the year was actually really well received and really good and had so many more sleeper hits that people aren't yet picking up on, but I think they will do in the coming months. Her social media presence as well. And for someone, again, who I hadn't heard of coming into the year to be someone who is just now a damn near household name, at least within these hip-hop circles, is special. Again, I think the whole... This was a stacked category. Tizo Touchdown had a phenomenal year, building off um, his years of consistent feature work that we had seen in previous years. And then his album this year was just... I mean, it was a breath of fresh air. I spent eons coming onto this podcast talking about to everyone about Luke Tyler so I'm not going to do that today and then Rory mm-hmm. as in this is Rory from the Rory and Mall podcast or new Rory and Mall um he gave me Alex Isley and Drum he gave me James Fontleroy and Ari Lennox he was never not he was never not getting nominated for this award but Correct. I mean since you gave me ski and pound town i fuck my baby daddy so there's there's really there's really not that there, there was there was no way any of them were competing let's be real mm. so congratulations to to sexy red um ricky dear we can't wait to see what you do next so with that we're going to move on to the next category which is sixth man or sixth woman sixth person mm. of the year this award is handed out to the people who showed up on features and made it their own and people features are such an integral part of music they can make or break an album they can make about make or break a song and so these artists we want to celebrate those people who are able to come onto a song on different songs different genres every year and really make it their own like yep. change the weight and the gravity sometimes even the vision and the focus of a song and it sounds like we're maybe being hyperbolic hyperbolic and what we're saying there but when you, I think when you see the nominees that we've got for you, you'll know that we mean every single every single word. So with that, here are the nominees for sixth person of the year. For sixth person of the year, the nominees go as such. Tizo Touchdown, Stove God Cooks, Drake, J. Cole, and Peasy. And the winner for the 2023 Sixth person of the year goes to none other than Drake. Now, we speak about Drake on this podcast a lot. We've criticised Drake on this podcast a lot. Drake winning this award this year, I don't think was a surprise. Um, you, we've been saying it for my You specifically have been saying it for my And I've never disagreed with you. Um, for the pure fact that he's saved a couple albums this year. Saved Travis Scott's album. Saved Young Thug's album. Those features were heavy. heavy. They were heavy. They were heavy to the point where, for the first time, I saw Paul not really, not excited, but not necessarily not excited for a Drake album. That's what I say. That's what I say. I think he's had a phenomenal feature yet, mm-hmm. as he has for many years in a row now. Um, you think about, like I said, the features on Travis's album. You think about the features on Young Thug's album. He mm-hmm. gave Young Thug through the best features of the year. Um, you think about him and Central Seas on the radar, yep. which 
took over social media so my combination he hadn't even started the bash yet do you know what i'm saying he hadn't even started the bash yet um, he was phenomenal he does what he does on all his features and i remember seeing a clip um just after his album came out first person shoot was on the him and cole mm-hmm. and cole obviously one of the nominees fabulous year yeah if he tries you could argue cole could have won it and cole was on yachty's podcast everyone got a podcast now but cole was on yachty's podcast and yachty was like you know i didn't like how you guys had that song and people were like oh cole got drake you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like why can't y'all just appreciate the song mm-hmm. and cole was there like no fuck no yeah. drake is from that clock mm-hmm. drake is like one of us when he goes on a feature with one of these artists he's coming to kill yeah and he has many songs where he has killed the other artists mm-hmm. on that song and this year was one of those years he was yeah. phenomenal like he was at his best he was at his apex it set the excitement for his album which he was mm-hmm. never going to live up to mm-hmm. that's a different debate for a different conversation today's about celebrating Aubrey Drake Graham mm-hmm. and congratulations to him um, but again the whole list of nominees like Cole Sensational Tiso Touchdown just continuing the run that he's been on second nomination second nomination yeah man and then just that whole list of future artists I mean they were sensational like we say being a good to great feature artist mm-hmm. is a skill not yeah. everyone can do it and again when we see you on some different tracks like look at peasy look how many tracks you saw him on this year bro i mean to give peasy his accolade to peasy is one of the few artists this year where i heard him on the feature and i said whatever album you have out right now i'm downloading i'm listening to the whole album because your feature alone has brought me to the point where i'm a fan doesn't yeah. matter what you do it's undeniable mm. Man, it's a great list of people we had here. Great list of people. And shout out Stove. For real. We shout out Stove like every podcast. <laughs> every podcast, every year. Every right? that's already Guess what we're going to do next year? We're going to shout out Stove. But congratulations, Aubrey Drake Graham and all of the nominees for Sixth Person of the Year. Moving swiftly on, we're going to move on to Most Approved yep. um, Artist of the Year, an award that Drake could never win. Um, <laughs> this is an award that we like to give out to people who we feel have really taken their game to the next level. People have really elevated themselves and shown, developed their craft, taken themselves to an area where we didn't know they could go, or maybe just jumped from an eight to a nine, a nine to a 10, mm-hmm. or someone who completely switched lanes, completely switched fields and showed us a, a section or a area of the artistry that we maybe didn't really think or feel they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, always, this is always a fun one for me because you really yeah. get to plot artist progression and development. Um, because talking as if they're sc- with their scouting, <laughs> they are <laughs> because who do I want on my team? <laughs> this is, he's, a, he's a second round player with a first round potential. Uh, and these are the nominees for most improved artist of the year. All right, the nominees for most improved artist of the year go as such Q, Emotional Oranges, Lil Yardi, Harry Fraud, and Jay Worthy. And the winner for the 2023 Most Improved Artist of the Year goes to Q. Now, this list, Paul, this list was a special one because, for, for one, first time we've had a producer yeah. in our Most Improved Artist list belonged there. Artists like Jay Worthy belonged there. Emotional Oranges came out swinging this year, belonged on this list. Lil Yachty, we had to have a bonus episode this year just because Lil Yai's, Lil Yai's album blew us both out the water. And we said, yep, yeah, I sit down and talk about this album. We don't, we weren't planning on recording the album, recording the episode this week, 
but Lil Yari, we have to discuss and celebrate that album. All of that being said, Q wins this award. And I'm I'm ecstatic that Q won this award. Um, I mean, we had the discussion when we were trying to figure out who was going to get nominated, who was going to win. Um, to me, I discovered Q this year. This is the first time, this is the first year where I've known who Q is as a person, as an artist. Um, and because of that, I didn't necessarily have him nominated um, on my personal list for most improved artists. But this is someone who you've known before. Um, and you made the brilliant point of, well, if this is someone who wasn't on your radar at all, was releasing music, and this year has blown onto your radar so much that he's actually in your final your top five albums listened to this year then that should make him most improved and i couldn't argue it i couldn't argue it um i'm very happy q won this soul present was one of my favorite albums of this last year and i think q just shone even the singles he released afterwards amazing singles he released afterwards the features he was involved in he was heavy on baby rose's album too mm -hmm. those two make a great combination um q was sensational of 2023 I think, um, again, as someone who knew of him prior to this year, I was excited knowing that an album was coming. Mm -hmm. And and the lead up to the album, hearing some of the singles, because he dropped like a little four pack just before the album came out of some mm -hmm. of the songs that was going to be on the album eventually. And here, that four pack alone could have been nominated for R&B album of the year. Mm -hmm. That's how good it was to me. <laughs> and so I just looked at the progression that he, he made. For me, one of the standouts of this year this year isn't i don't think this year is highly without you mm. and i think that goes for a lot of people too um and so i think that just speaks wonders to his artistry and really why he takes this album ahead of some other great names mm -mm. harry fraud had a sensational year sensational you know, he, he spoke about on this podcast about both of us having sort of love-hate relationships with harry fraud and his production um, there are some albums that he's produced for some of my favorite artists, which I'm not a fan of, and I do blame his production for some of that. This year, it's completely opposite. Mm. <laughs> he saved some albums for me. <laughs> like his production drew me to some albums I wasn't going to listen to, mm. and that's a skill. Emotional oranges, they continue to get better every single time. Yeah. Every time I hear them, mm -hmm. they continue to get better. Like it's crazy. Doesn't say like every single time. <laughs> so shout out to them. Jay Worthy had. A year. Yep. A year. Um, I know you were saying that Harry Fraud's, you know, the first producer that we've had on, on one of these. Mm -hmm. You could put Jay Worthy on this as a producer too. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's a point and a fair point to him. And you know, I know why you were putting Jay Worthy here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there are Jay Jay Worthy projects that came out this year that you haven't even listened to. Yeah, facts. Which are probably my favorite Jay Worthy projects. Like him and Brock Marciano's project from early this year mm -hmm. is just phenomenal on top of the American dream. Yeah. The other work that he has out there. So he's he's had a phenomenal year. All of these nominees really developed and really grew. Yari, go listen to Let's Start Here. Yeah. For Not real. just the album, but our bonus reaction. Yeah. We'll, facts. We'll facts. Tell you everything you need to. <laughs> no, go listen to the our reaction first and then get excited for the album. And then go listen to the album. That makes sense. So, <laughs> just a great year mm. a great year and again to see those artists development and giving us confidence that that's going to continue into the new year and going further in their career mm -hmm. i'm really excited to see what comes next facts facts that's so, all yeah.
Congratulations, Q. For real. And now we move on to R&B Artist of the Year. R&B Artist of the Year. R&B Artist of the Year. What a year we've had in R&B. Facts. What a year we've had in R&B. Beautiful year. It's been a beautiful year. It's been a beautiful year. Um, you know, Snow asked me to be her summer. Man. Um, <laughs> Rihanna performed on Super Bowl stage. Wow. Wow. That did happen. That did. Usher performed his tiny desk. Oof. Usher performed his Vegas residency. Man. Beyonce went on tour around the world. Beyonce went on tour around the world. Beyonce was dancing with Aja Wilson. I nearly wanted to punch him up. <laughs> Beyonce was dancing with Janelle Monáe. I nearly wanted to Man. punch him up. Janelle Monáe dropped an album Man. this year. Man. We had a fantastic year in R&B. And these artists um, that we're about to mention here who were nominated for this award were consistent presences. And mm-hmm. um, they was dropped sensational music. Yep. They were sensational in other areas in their field, mm-hmm. not just in terms of the songs that they dropped, but where we saw them, whether they were on tour, whether they were in shows, um, just a cultural presence, um, features. So we take all of that into account when mm-hmm. we consider R&B artists of the year. And that's how we ended up with these nominees. Yep, yep. So without further ado, is it further ado or further ado? Ado. Beautiful. Like much ado about nothing. Man. Like that album to do about nothing. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so, without further ado, the R&B Artist of the Year nominees go as such: Q, Georgia Smith, Baby Rose, Coco Jones, and Janelle Monae. And the winner for the 2023 R&B album R&B Artist of the Year goes to Janelle Monae. I don't think it's a surprise. Um, Janelle Monet dropped one heck of an album this year, had an elite, memorable, very memorable rollout to her album. Um, features went insane. She was just a presence. She was a, she was a force of nature this year, man. I mean, me personally, I still remember her elite level all-star game performance. For those of you who didn't watch, get to watch him. Get to know why she was robbed of the MVP, even though I don't think she scored a point. That's fine. Um, man, Janelle Monet, man. Janelle Monet, what a, what a year. What a year. In a category where you're nominated with Q, who I just went on and on about for how much I loved his album. Georgia Smith, who her album was fantastic. Had a great year as well. Baby Rose, who, again, we just spoke about a little bit. Coco Jones, who, for however long it took us to get there, we got there. We did get there. Might be slow, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> Mate, yeah. we got there and we gave, we're giving her her flowers, man, because elite level artist. Elite level artist. But Janelle Monet was just a cut above the rest this year, man. I think we're even forgetting that this time last year, we were mm-hmm. all celebrating Janelle for her performance in Nights Out. Facts, yeah, so yeah. We're really looking at triple threat man. between an actor, an artist, and an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Man. Apologies man. for the narration. <laughs> Janelle had a phenomenal year. Mm. Like, one of the greatest rollouts you'll ever see, and that's not just because the TV was out. Mm. They said it's going to be the age of pleasure, yep. and they proved that. And then the album came, and the al- I was pleased. Yeah, facts. <laughs> I was, I was facts. pleased. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They said a bitch look good, a bitch look hot, man. A bitch look pretty, a 
bitch look handsome. <laughs> That's a um, A phenomenal year. Mm. Features as well. Um, I, I really can't say much more about Janelle that hasn't already been said. Um, and then you look at the other artists that we had on there and what they were able to do this year. I mean, Coco Jones as a rookie, really, Man. you know, if you think Man. about it, especially to the mainstream. And what she was able to do with that album, mm-hmm. I see you as song alone. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, that's how I think both of us were listening to our herder mm-hmm. before we then eventually, in our separate ways, decided, let me just finally listen to this album. It was time. Um, and then even the features that she had as well. Yep. She was everywhere. Memorable if features. Like, Q and Baby Rose, I just mentioned how they were tag team in all year and, and their fantastic work. Um, who else was it? And uh, George Smith. It's the little things, right? Mm. Mm. It's the little things. Again. Man, man. George Smith had me singing this year. Oh, he has me singing every year. Facts. Facts. It was a beautiful year, man. And this is the, these are the nominees. These people who made the final nominees list. There were artists here who didn't make the list, who could have made the list. Usher could have made this list. No, could have made this list. Uh, Brent could have made this list. Masego. Masego could have made this list. Kaliuchis could have made this list. Um, Summer Walker. Summer could have made this list. There were so many, there were so many more. So many names. Um, Beautiful year in R&B. It was, it, was a, it was a great year in R&B. It was mm. a great year in R&B. Shout out Donald Jones. For real. Why? Hmm? Why? I mean, I, I don't disagree. I'm not allowed to shout out Donald Jones. <laughs> I don't disagree. You, you, you want to shout out Keith Sweat too, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gerald Levert, like, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Gill, my, 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 come on now. Yeah. And just because Twitter's doing it, why not, man? Shout yeah. out Steve Smith. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, come on now. Um, well, you're an R&B. Mm. And now we sadly have to move on to rap. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, this, this is a lot of my life, man, so I, I'll never be sad about talking about rap. And I think in all that I personally, I'm not going to speak for you, but in all that I personally have lamented rap in the state of hip-hop in 2023, I really think it's crucial to celebrate those artists who had really good years and dropped really great rap throughout the year because it really, it, it does a job of showing that even through what felt like a malaise and a molasses, there were people, what are you laughing at? <laughs> well, you know what I'm laughing at. Malaise? <laughs> there was a malaise. Malaise. <laughs> there was a malaise and a molasses <laughs> that meant that the industry was mildewing. <laughs> Get out of my head. Amongst that, we had some artists who still found ways to blossom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There were the rose that grew out of the concrete. <laughs> and these are the nominees for rap artists of the year. That's what I was trying to say. Man, the nominees for the rap artist of the year go as such. We have Jay Worthy, Tyler the Creator, Danny Brown, Larry June and Killer Mike. And the winner for Rap Artist of the Year goes to Larry June. Larry June had a phenomenal year. Phenomenal year. Um, He dropped two great, if not elite albums. Um, He had some elite features throughout the year. It was a presence. It was a real presence. And I say this is someone who I still remember last year listening to Joey Badass's album, getting here for the album review, and you asking, Oh, have you like listened to anything else by Larry June? 
and me saying no, and you saying, oh, you should go and listen to other things by Larry June, and realising that Larry June was an artist that I really, really enjoyed, really enjoyed, and just that jump between last year to this year and what he's been able to do this year, he could have been in the most improved list. Um, for him to do it on two different albums, produced by two different producers, with two different sounds, two different styles, and for him to shine as brightly as he did on both of those albums, it is hard not to give it to him this year. And it's a testament to his quality because he's still so true to him. Yep. On both of those different projects. That was a great escape on late night shift. Like we were just talking about with Most Improved, mm-hmm. and you're plotting the development of these artists um, from one level to the next. You can see that in Larry. Mm-hmm. Going back and listening to some of his projects, however far back you want to go, whether it's SLS 30 Days um, to now, his progression is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to do it, as you mentioned, on other people's albums yep. and other people's tracks, other people's style of music. As we saw him do very much all of last year. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of how many albums he was featured on last year. No. And or like he did this year, working with so many different producers mm. and so many different artists, having them feature on his song and still be able to shine through. Um, it really is proof of the concept that he laid out to us on the Great Escape mm. when he said you can achieve anything Man. with a solid plan. Man. Invest in yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Man. Stop whining, my nigga. Go hard instead. <laughs> Yo, he had a great year, man. Bro, he was giving me life advice. <laughs> yeah. He said, quit gr- start grinding, my nigga. Man. Go get ahead. Man. Invest in yourself. Mm. You can achieve anything with a solid plan. Man. Good man. Job, man. Um, and then you look at the other artists that we have featured there. This was, I'll let you guys in behind the curtain. This was a coin flip between Larry June and Killer Mike. Yep. This is a coin flip between Larry June and Killer Mike. Pretty much all the rap categories were. Yeah. Um, because Killer Mike did something this year which just felt special. Yeah, facts. Facts. It just felt special. Mm. And I think everyone who has listened to Killer Mike's work in 2023 understands that. Mm-hmm. I've been watching um, over the past couple of days different Twitter pages and different rap journalists and analysts debating their own lists of rapper of the year and album of the year and killer mike's album is always there Mm -hmm. tops and where it's not people are questioning how have you not got killer mike's album Mm. either one or two yeah and even if it's two what's your justification for it not being one yeah and i think that speaks to the volume of quality that killer mike displayed all of this year. Mm. Danny Brown gave us two completely different albums. A lot of the same, um, a lot of the same praise that we give to Larry June applies to Danny, Danny Brown. Brown. He gave you two completely different albums. Mm. He produced two completely different albums Man. as well. Man. Big on the production on both of those projects too. So, you know, shout out to Danny Brown. Um, and again, you know, you look at, there are other names that could have been here too, you know. So many names. Central C could have been here. Yep. Dave, been here yep. i know we usually add a caveat for this category of saying you need to drop an album mm-hmm. but i just saw the other day b dot had j cole as his rapper no. and i'm not mad at it mm. do you know what i'm saying because mm. you look at what cole did this year in terms of features alone impactful year is an impactful year so there are a lot of different names that could have been here but mm. 
Larry had to take this one. Larry, had Larry to did it. have to take this one. Mm. Good job, Larry. For real. For real, man. Um, yeah, beautiful. So that was rap artist of the year. Yep. So now we're gonna move on to the albums. Time for albums. It's time for albums. We're gonna start with alternative album of the year. Now we always have to clarify. Mm-hmm. When we say alternative album of the year. We don't mean alternative as the music genre. We say that because typically in this podcast we analyze R and B albums and rap albums, hip hop albums, blah blah blah. And, but we have a whole separate category of albums that each of us listen to throughout the year that we just can't fit into that bracket or bubble of hip hop or R and B. And so we create this category ultimate album of the year and so we've also had the year is all of those albums that don't fit into the category of r&b hip-hop that could be afrobeats it could be pop if raheem's bag was big enough it would be country because i'd be talking to you about chris stapleton <laughs> it could be cover albums t-pain could have been here man man t-pain could have been here he was man. on top of the covers um could be cover albums could be japanese jazz japanese pop j-pop you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying next year we're going into our k-pop bag i'm letting you know now Next you year, I'm already. I have my plans we'll for next year already. BTS man. bag, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> um, these are the nominees for alternative album of the year. The alternative album of the year nominees go as such: Don Tolliver, Love Sick, Amare, Fountain Baby, Lil Yadi, Let's Start Here, Tizo Touchdown, How Do You Sleep at Night, and JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, scaring the hoes, and the winner. For the Alternative Album of the Year Award 2023 goes to JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown scaring the hose. This was a tough one. This was a tough one. In the year where Don Tolliver's Love Sick was my most listened to album, in the year where we had to have a call and say, Raheem, Paul, we need to do an emergency episode for Lil Yachty, let's start here. In a year where Tito Touchdown is on his third nomination, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown were not, not were not gonna lose this award, I'll be honest with you. Um, what Scaring the Hose did for pretty much the entire year was different. It was different. Um it's funny because we never actually came in and did an official review for Scaring the Hose. I was so ready, Paul. I was gonna kill, I was gonna kill him. I was gonna kill it because I was gonna come in and I was gonna say this album is literally two drums, two drums on each song away from being complete utter noise and not being listenable at all. For them to tread that line and make an enjoyable experience with how just out there this music is, how out there it is from song number one. Is, is a masterclass, is genuinely a masterclass. Um, I have to give them both their respect and their props for being able to pull off this album because, as I said, this album is so close to being noise and for it to not be noise and in fact be an album that can be listened to from when it released to the end of the year to into 2024 and still go off the way it does for me is saying something. It's, Hey, something, man. Scaring the hose. It's it's just not. It's one of those. It's one of those, man. Shout out to JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's not noise. It's organized noise. Mm. Shout mm. out to organized noise. For real. Um, this, you know, as you're reading the nominees, that something just dawned on me, and and you know, we, we, I, 
have talked about the malaise and the molasses that was on the rap game this year. Mm-hmm. And you look at the nominees there. You got Don Tolliver, Lil Yai, J.P. Mafia, Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. Three, three, four artists with three albums who traditionally would sit in the rap thing. Yeah. You couldn't put them in that. Mm-hmm. It would be a disservice to really put them in that. Right. Um, they have to be considered alternative albums, realistically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you think about the way in which rap has branched out in recent years and definitely in this past year, 2023, I think that maybe contributes to the difficulties and qualities we were potentially seeing in the rap game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just dawned on me now. This was a tough list. This yeah. was a tough list. There's so many albums and artists that could have been here that didn't make it. Emotional Oranges could have made it here. Mm-hmm. Um, Lana Del Rey could have made it here. Like, mm-hmm. There were so many different artists and so many different genres of music. Attic and the Gold, Ashake, Davido <laughs> in a different world. Like, There's so many different artists. Um, but I think these five and these five projects specifically, um, they really, they shifted landscapes. Mm. Mm. Like, they shifted landscapes. Like, one of the albums I listened to this year in my personal aspiration to listen to more music outside of our typical was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 50 years of that album this year, actually. I remember, like, I was driving home one day, and obviously I live right by Manchester Arena, and they were having, like, a big billboard saying, 50 years of this album, like, mm-hmm. deluxe album out now. I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll go listen to it. And I listened to it, and um, I did some Twitter research on it, Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet that came out and it said that Little Yachty, his change in sound was heavily influenced by Pink Floyd. And as yeah. soon as I plugged in that album, mm-hmm. plugged in that album, listen to it. <laughs> as soon as I plugged in that album, I was like, this sounds like that's not it. Right. Fair. I can see exactly where Yachty's pulled from mm-hmm. to create what he created. Mm. And why it sounds so genreless. Fair. 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 And that's just a testament to Yachty's artistry. Mm. Don Tolliver, my favorite song off that album was Embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Your favorite song of the album was For Me. Easily. So you're looking at two completely, like he stole a Beanie Man song yep. for For Me. Yep. And on Embarrassed, mm-hmm. it's him and Travis Scott doing what him and Travis Scott do. Yep. I could have talked to you about Private Landing. Where Man. Bugatti Beebs was back doing Man. Bugatti Beebs dance. <laughs> Fountain Baby by Amare. Wow. Raheem, she wow. sampled the clips. Wow. Womp, womp, what a dude. Wow. wow. <laughs> Yo, Amare is. I was walking home from the gym. Mm-hmm. I had that album plugged in because I've been listening to it in the gym. I was yep. walking home with it. And that beat started. And I was like, I didn't, I don't remember queuing up clips. <laughs> and then it played. And I heard her voice come in. I messaged you immediately. Right. I said, like, have you listened to the Samari album? <laughs> you were like, no, not yet. I was like, listen to the Samari album. <laughs> she sampled the clips. And I need to make sure I'm not going crazy. Because yeah. there's people I know who have listened to this album. They won't know that she sampled the clips. So I need you to go and listen and confirm to me that she sampled clips. Um, that was phenomenal. It was just a great year. It was, it was really it really was a great year and mm-hmm. huge congratulations to Danny Brown and JPEG Marcus. Scaring the hose was exactly what I wanted it to be, exactly what I needed it to be. The hose was scared. Man. And that's all I can ask for. Man. man. The hose was scared and I was not apologizing I for it. I was not apologizing for it. We need our men only spaces. Man. <laughs> that's crazy. You have so many men only spaces. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I 
all these women want is a space. Like, no, 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 so many, We have somebody better on these spaces. <laughs> Greed will kill us. Like, we have whole corporate borders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a little sexism joke. Um, congratulations to us. I mean, we want to arm the album of the year. This was yep. tough. This was tough. This was tough one. This was tough one. Mm. This, was this tough. is what there was some debate needed. This was some debate. Like we always, like we've already said, it was a fantastic year in R&B. Um, there were some really great artists who did some really great things and dropped some really great projects. Um, there were so many more that could have. Some of you will argue probably should have mm-hmm. made the final five, but this ain't your fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> these are the nominees for Two Stop Nigerians R&B album of the year. The nominees for the Two Stop Nigerians R&B album of the year go as such. Sampha, Lahai, Adi Oasis, Lotus Globe, Q, Soul Present, Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, and Coco Jones, What I Didn't Tell You. And the R&B album of the year 2023 award goes to Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure. Now, as you said, this was a tough, tough category. But the one thing that I think we both came in agreeing on was that Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, was probably the winner for this category. The real struggle came in, okay, but who are the nominees going to be? (laughs) Because we matched on so many different albums and we just had them ranked in different places. ah, Who's making the cut? Who's not making the cut? Damn. Um man, Janelle Monet. I won't speak too much on it because we've already gone into a lot on what Janelle Monet did this year, but the age of pleasure. Um what I will say, man, my journey with this album, I was very late to it. Um I saw the rollout, I was like, wow, when this album comes out, I listened to it, didn't listen to it for months and months and months, got to the, near enough the end of the year. I thought to myself, man, I know Two Stop Nigerians Awards is coming up soon and I still haven't listened to it and it's been nominated for a Grammy. Let me finally just listen to this album and see what's happening. <laughs> listen to the album and all I could do was kick myself for not listening to it sooner because it's an album that realistically should have been playing the whole time through the summer. Um, and that's my fault. That's my fault. I won't blame anyone else. Um, it's an album that I should have just been onto immediately because... It is the most pleasurable experience in music that I've had this year, man. Um, man, man, no skips, just a great, great, fantastic album in a year where R&B was really on show. It was on show. Everyone was going crazy this year, man. I mean, look at the nominees that we ended up narrowing down to. Hugh Soul Present, I've already said. Elite, elite album, one of my most listened to albums this year. Sanford Lahai. Sanford doesn't miss. Sanford won't miss. And he wasn't going to miss with Lahai. This album here is special, special, special. Adi Oasis is an artist that I didn't even know about for real. But I said, Paul, before we get to the two stuff Nigerian nominees, are there any albums that you could see yourself nominating that you think I haven't listened to? It was on the list. I said, let me give it a listen. And it was hard for me to leave it because it was just that damn good, man. My God. My God. Adi Oasis. Yep. Yep. Tick. Nominated. Easy. Coco Jones. Listen, we knew that we liked her. 
we knew, we said, yep, there's something about her, it's special, all these features will keep on going off. We both went and listened to her album, we both came back and said, yep, the album's great, the album's great. Um, and as such, is now nominated. Is It's been a good year in music, man. It's been a great year. And mm. again, you look at the people who didn't make it here, whether it was Rory with I Thought It'd Be Different, yep. Georgia Smith with Falling or Flying, um, Byrie with To Hold Your Own Bro, Kiana mm. mm. Um, there are so many different names that could have been here. Brent, no, like no. it is a cold day in hell mm. where Brent Fires drops an album and he's not nominated for two Storm Night Journal. Crazy, you know crazy. That might be the first time that's ever happened. Probably is. <laughs> um, but that speaks to the quality of a project that we had this year. You look at whether it's Janelle or Audio Oasis and the way in which they both, um, in their separate fields able to combine funk and mm. jazz into that r&b with their songwriting with their song making um which is phenomenal whether it's coco jones giving us a more traditional american r&b album and mm. vocals on till mm. songwriting on 100 100 it's all about icu man intensive care unit no oh. but also icu man but man without your love i will end up in the icu Listen, that's how you get me. That's how you get me. That's wordplay. That's power rap wordplay. Because it's going to be... Bro, if I... Crazy. Crazy. Um, (laughs) And then I came into the year, and there are many things I wanted Mm -hmm. in music. I wanted a Drake Cole album. Yep. I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. That was my bold prediction. I didn't get it. Um, But one of the things I really wanted desperately, more than anything in this world, Mm -hmm. was a sound drop. Facts. Facts. Waiting since 2017, I was in second year. I'll go as far as to say, ever since I heard 442, yeah, I've only time for albums, even though that was second year. Mm. Like, I was in second year when his last album came out, when Process came out, crazy. I was in second year when 4422 came out, mm. and I am now 26 years old, man. And he dropped the album. This is the thing about Soundcloud to quote a, a famous poet. Mm-hmm. He's not always there when you call. Mm. He's always on time. Man. Close quote. <laughs> shout out to Ashanti. No, for real. For real. What a poet. But shout out to Ashanti. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal year R&B. It really mm. was. There were some really great albums. And even more that we can't even mention here today. Um, again, you'll probably have your own favorite R&B albums that maybe we didn't mention here today. That's okay. You know, that's, that's the beauty of this genre is that there's something for everyone. There's so much out there, so much army to consume. There's so much emotion out there. And it's just so great to hear. Mm-hmm. And again, just to see what these artists were able to do and where they were able to take the genre it was beautiful. It mm. really was. It really was a, a beautiful thing to see. Mm. Um, but congratulations to Janamano. Yep. Second victory today. For real. Might be seeing her later on. Mm. And now we got to rap album with you. Yep. Yep. Get straight into it. Okay, so the rap album of the year nominees go as such West Side Gun and Then You Pray for Me, Cam Thomas, Red Shirt, Sky Zoo and the other guys, The Mind of a Saint, Killer Mike, Michael, and Larry June, The Great Escape. And the winner for the rap album of the year 2023 goes to Killer Mike, Michael. Um, this was a special album. 
you know, you've already mentioned it, but I'm going to double down on what you've mentioned earlier. This was a very, very special album. Similar to my experience with Janelle Monet, where I went to it late, went to it very late. Um, I went to this album and I was kicking myself for not going to it sooner. Um, what Killer Mike did with Michael was nothing short of special. Uh, the range of emotions he takes you through listening to this album is nothing short of just extremely touching, um, extremely exciting. Is is a special, special occasion when someone's able to do what Killer Mike did with Michael. Um, I say all of that. This wasn't an easy category throughout the rest of this. Um, Killer Mike, Michael stamped, but man, 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 Cam Thomas did something special with Red Shirt. There's something extremely special with Red Shirt. And I say that as someone who spoke to Cam Thomas, both of us got to speak to Cam Thomas, um, after he made this album, got to pick his brain about what was going through his mind with this album, um, went to the pre-release for the album, went, listened to the album before most people got a chance to listen to the album. So we've had longer to live with the album than most other people. And even then, this album lived for me um, throughout, throughout. Um, Sky Zoo and the other guys was one of the first albums we reviewed this, this year. And it's an album that at the time of reviewing it, I remember saying, ah, yes, yeah, pretty damn good. It's only going better for me. Only going better for me as time goes on. As the series of um, Snowfall ended, and I got to add even more context to the things that Skysley was getting into with this one album, it just made everything way more special. Um, for him to do what he did, to rap in the perspective of Franklin Saint from this well-known TV show, but at the same time keep it authentic to the Skysley that I've grown to know, I, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterclass in rap. Um, so shout out to Sky Zoo and the other guys because that was a very special album that dropped this year. And Larry June, who has already won a rap, a rap artist of the year um, with The Great Escape. Special album. Special album, man. Put me on to, put me on to features that I didn't know I would love, um, but I do now love, 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 love. Um, carried on with that iconic Larry June sound at this point. Um, it was just a special album, man. And th these were albums this year that I think they were just a cut above. They were cut above. And even that being said, the albums here that could have been nominated that just won. You know, Split Decision wasn't nominated, but that was a great album. Um, Call Me If You Get Lost, The Estate Cell wasn't nominated, but that was my most listened to package of the year. Beautiful and Brutal Yard by Jay Huss wasn't nominated. Um, there's just a lot that wasn't nominated. This was a good, these were some of the good albums in a year that wasn't necessarily the best in hip hop or in rap. These are albums that I think they were good albums. They were really, really good albums. They lived and they did enough to make it not the worst ever year for me. Yeah, no, I think, um, like I said, I've already lamented the state of hip-hop this year, so I'm going to shout some love instead. Um, I think with these albums, they're really to rise above the negativity that was going on in the game. Especially in a year with really big artists shopping. Mm. 
like really big artists mm. dropping, like Dre dropped an album this year. Yep. Travis Scott dropped an album this year. Yep. Young Doug dropped an album this yep. year. These really big hip hop names that didn't make this list, and rightfully so, quite frankly. And these some of these names aren't of that level mm. in terms of superstardom. But the quality of the work will always shine through. Mm. Will always shine through. And I think that was clear this year. Whether it was the great escape, whereas Westside Gun coming and saving rap like he does pretty much every year. <laughs> and then you pray for me, getting rappers who I had heard in 2023 mm-hmm. not rap well to rap at their best mm-hmm. how he does it i don't know I don't. Bro, thank you fly me. god <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's who us our gun is um sky's doing the other guys and a project which we started the year with and it's typically hard when you drop an album in january february time mm-hmm. to still be in contention towards the end of the year but it did just get better every single time i listened to it i listened to it a lot and the messages were still so poignant. The story was still so relevant before mm-hmm. and after the final season of Snowfall. Those of you who don't know, Sky's in the other guys, the mind of the saint is wrapped from the perspective of Franklin State, Franklin Saint from the show Snowfall. Um, you can catch our review of it um, wherever you listen to our podcast. But to do that and to keep it relevant long after the show finished mm. was was phenomenal. Um, but I have to go back to Killer Mike. I have to go back to Michael and that album. Um, when I was listening to that album, the weekend it came out was the same weekend. We recorded our album with Cam Thomas. Yeah. Um, for you know his outcome, his then upcoming album Russia, which is here on merit, mm-hmm. on quality, on replayability, mm-hmm. on story, on growth on everything mm. on every conceivable metric cam thomas's album retro deserves to be here yeah and it was the first time that weekend was when i was listening to it and i remember i was listening to it on the coach down to london as we were getting ready to record i came in we were talking about what we were listening to and i said to you guys i just finished listening to killer mike's album for like the second or third time you know like, what do you think i was like it was one of the best first listening experiences of an album i'd ever had mm. and i said that then that was what June, July. That was July. June. It was June. Yeah, June. June. So that was June. Larry June. Look at that. <laughs> I sit here now, January twenty twenty four, and to me, that album is the closest thing I've had to a hip hop album since Pusha T's Daytona. Mm. It is special on so many levels. Um. Like you said, the rollercoaster emotions he takes us through, whether it's summer, where he's talking about his summer love and the difficulties of being a teenager in a relationship in Atlanta, in the South, at that time, with Jagged Air singing in the background, whether it's motherless mm. and the secondhand remorse or the secondhand grief Mom. you feel when he's talking. Mm. And just the simplicity of my mother dead, mm. my grandmother dead. Mm. It's like, yo. Crazy. Yo, vocals in the background sometimes i feel motherless mm. and he's just going and if you ever see his performance of that on jimmy fallon where you can't even make it through he just starts crying it's mm. like oh my goodness or whether it's his ability to take andre 3000 mm. and put him on a song with future mm-hmm. and completely throw nonsense to andre 3000's theory that 
I really want to make a rap album, but what would I rap about at 48? <laughs> well, nigga, I just heard you on Scientists and Edge Ears. Shit, I just heard you a couple of years ago on the Kanye album. Nice. So what are we talking about here? I was grateful for the flutes. Don't get it twisted. I understand. I could hear that you really want to make a rap album, but this was just a way to win me. Yeah. It's crazy. It's that in itself is a double. Because the flute is a wind man, instrument. Man. Um, but that being said, what Killer Mike did, bring in the, like I said before, his ability to bring the Atlanta Avengers together. Mm -hmm. Whether it's um, CeeLo Green, yep. Andre 3000, yep. Future, yep. J.I.D., Young Nudie, Jagged Edge, all these different Atlanta, Georgia artists, Young Thug on Run, yep. like bringing them all together to create that project. Special. And him still being the star. Mm -hmm. His story still being the star. Like it's titled Michael, it's an autobiography, similar to Coranta, the Danny Brown release earlier this year, which also could have been here. Mm -hmm. um, it, it 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 really is a special album. Mm. It really is a special album. So delighted for him that he got his Grammy nomination. Yeah, absolutely deserved. I hope he wins it. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't really hold the Grammys at that high esteem, it is still the Creme de la Creme of Music Awards. And mm -hmm. with that, I want the rap album that I believe deserves it to get that award, and the artist I believe that deserves it to get that award. Um. But genuinely, like, thank you to Killer Mike for sharing that side of his story, mm -hmm. for sharing that album. Um, it made my year. And that is the bar. Mm. That is the bar. Mm. When Benny drops in January, that's the bar. No. When Cardi drops, that's the bar. Mm. When Wes wants to come and drop, that's the bar. Mm. All, these, all these rappers, that is, that's the new bar that you're chasing for me. That you're chasing? For me. Yeah. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like for the past what five years? When did they tell him to come out? 2018. That's been the bar for me. That, mm -hmm. I think, that I've been holding rappers to of mm -hmm. what they're chasing. Now it's Killer Mike's Michael. Fair. Because I was gonna say if that's what the bare minimum you're accepting, you're gonna start hating rap because I don't think a lot of artists. I've been hating rap, bro. <laughs> I've been hating rap, bro. They don't make it like they used to. Bro. Mm, that... bro, that's the problem. They don't make it like they used to. Sad. Sad man, I've had 93 to infinity in so long. Mm. No one is ever gonna make a bad rap album than while they made the album. Like that's really that was really the problem. It's it's so it's sad. Like have you had Bloom? Bro, bro, did you people don't understand that he was so confident about what he was doing on that album that the album prior he said, this is what I'm going to give to you. you. But, right. <laughs> like, I'm here to record the album. Oh, that's the next album. That's how I'm my number. You're here for the gifted session. What? what? Nigga, like, it's an Avenger, an early is Avenger movie. My God. Man said, I got this egg to the top of this hill. And mm. then... <sighs> Shout out to Killer Mike. Shout out to all the rappers. And, like, like I've said, I have my own personal feelings about hip-hop in 2024. Mm-hmm. Step your fucking game up. Mm -hmm. Step your fucking game up. Facts. The best rap performance of 2023 should not be Will Smith on the Grammy stage. Mm -hmm. Or Scarface in his time of death. There should be footnotes in what, what should be what should have been a great year like, in. Like, have you seen Scarface in his time of death? Yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah. clips. I've seen, seen clips. clips. You seen that moment where he's listening to his own song mm. from, from 20 years ago. Man. And he nearly starts crying. He's like, there's just something about good music, man. Man. What what album or songs in 2023 for rap gave you that feel? <laughs> I was watching that shit 
that's on my blog. We mm. reviewed that album this year. Man, man. That was your first time hearing that album? Yep, yep. So you even understand. Man, man that was a moment, you know. That was like, I was gassed. <laughs> man. Oh, let me stop hating. Let me stop hating. 2024 is around the corner. It's around the corner. I'm sure it's going to be a great year. You know what I said? New year, new hip hop. Come on, man. <laughs> 51 years old this time. 51 years. Old. <laughs> um, so now we're getting to songs of the year. Songs. Songs of the year. So typically, we're doing this new this year, guys. So a long time listeners of podcasts will know that typically, in the way we just broke down albums in terms of having an alternative album, RB album, rap album, is what we do with songs. Um, but this year, because we wanted to challenge ourselves, um, we, we've we've graduated to a higher level of sorcery. Um, sorcery. <laughs> sorcery. <laughs> Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> We're great twos now. Because <laughs> we graduated to a higher level of sorcery. Um, we wanted to challenge ourselves. And instead of breaking it down in really easy, individual, compartmentalized sections, we said, fuck Ooh. it, let's just combine them all together. Why we did that, I don't know. Raheem just came and said, why don't we just combine them all together this year? And I think I was tired because I didn't fight back. I was sure. And then I had to start writing nominees. And mm. I was like, why the fuck did I, why did I agree to this? Like, this is what I tell, I tell them all the time. Don't bring new ideas to this podcast because you'll ruin it. And then he did it. And I was like, sure, Raheem, why not? And now, now here I am trying to argue a lot of the Ray song against these. And I'm like, what's... Who do I pick? Um, so if you made it into this top five, mm-hmm. song of the year, man, they'll politic it, man, because <laughs> some of these aren't even the songs we wanted. We just said, okay, we both had an artist by a song by this artist, so let's split the difference and pick one. Oh, we're fats, <laughs> but I didn't want that song. I wanted a different song. I want a completely different it's song. A completely different song that I wanted, <laughs> but we live with what we got. Um, so these are the nominees for two summer Nigerian song of the year. Nominees for two star Nigerian song of the year go as such DJ Marafosa and Tyler ICU, Nico, Sexy Red, Ski Yee, West Side Gun featuring Stove God Cooks, Kitchen Lights, J Huss featuring CB, Cream, and Don Tolliver featuring Travis Scott, Embarrassed. And the winner. But song of the year goes to Sexy Red Ski. This category, as you said, this is the hardest category has ever been. This is the hardest that song of the year has ever been. Ever had. Um, for it to be basically three different categories all squeezed into one, essentially our lists were completely different and we had to then start discussing what songs were going to make it in there and then on the spot. We didn't have any song that matched at all at all we had some artists that match one song that matched kitchen lights yeah we had one song that matched kitchen lights matched and kitchen lights could have won it could have won it any other year but we both had sexy right with the song of the year yeah just with different songs different songs um it really was a coin flip between pound town and ski ski won it and i'll say uh-huh. If I'd heard Sexy Red's project mm-hmm. before we had done the nominees, mm-hmm. this could also be I Don't Want to Be Saved or Fuck My Baby Daddy. Fair. Fair. 
Ski had a big year. Ski and a huge. Sexy Red. Sexy Red had a huge year. <laughs> yeah. Sexy Red had one of the best years I've ever seen. Insane. Insane. For a rookie? One of the best years I've ever seen. Crazy. Because I really shake your dreads. Like, say your dreads. Say your dreads. Like, you even think, bow, 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 bow. Like, you even think about how many women dressed up as Sexy Red for Halloween. Man, man. Like, that's what we talk about when say influence. For real. Like, Sexy Red could very easily be MVP. Stay tuned. Look, mm. at, me, look at me getting that retention. <laughs> People are like, what MVP? I told you I graduated. I'm a different level of sorcery. <laughs> That's a special grade. Like, when, did, when did you see my black flag? <laughs> um, no, Sexy had a fabulous year. A phenomenal, mm. phenomenal. Mm. Um, and she literally could have four different songs that could be yeah. nominated here and could have won this. And mm. Like I said, this was probably, this was by far the toughest category like genuinely my favorite song of 2023 mm-hmm. it's not nominated but my favorite three no there were three songs here i have three songs that i thought i'm not walking away without any of these songs being in there and none of them are here like because i just it was too tough it was too tough like babyface rays run our test is genuinely mm-hmm. the song this year that's given me the most enjoyment any like think about all the genres I listen to. I think I listen to like a thousand genres on Spotify, mm-hmm. eight thousand different artists. Of all of that, of all those songs, the song that gave me the most enjoyment this year was Babyface Ray, featuring Forty Two Dark, mm. Run Our Test. Didn't make its way here, bro. I was there in my car. What maybe two, three days before we sat down to do our nominees, listening to Today by IQ. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, mm, Raheem. You're not happy with how you hit that note. Yeah. Two slides ago. Wheel it up and let's do this again so that the fans aren't upset. Because today was just one of those that lived with me throughout this year. Um it's t- it was the toughest category by far. That being said, sexy red ski I'm happy that that won this award. The reason being, I can never forget us going to friend of the show's um, wedding earlier this year, deciding, you know, yeah, we're mad early. Let's go to McDonald's, get a coffee. Walked over to McDonald's and then walking over to McDonald's, seeing a car full of grown men, all in native, (laughs) all reciting the lyrics word for word, bar for bar, not dropping a single beat to Sexy Red Ski. Bro, just what that song was able to do, and I always say it, it reminds me of when um Bodak Yellow first started popping off. And I just haven't seen many songs be able to capture the same type of energy as Bodak Yellow first popping off. I speak a lot of times in hip hop, um with songs specifically mm-hmm. about earthquakes. And songs when they drop, you see a shift mm. in cultures in like society around hip hop. Mm-hmm. I always, the first one I always remember in my mind that I lived through was 2012 mm-hmm. when Chief Keith dropped Love So Yeah, facts. And I always say that to me was such an earthquake because after that album, after that song, that was the first time in my lifetime the white people on mass were listening to hip hop mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just one or two who were just, oh shit, you listen to this? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can talk. Every single white person I knew all of a sudden was a huge fan of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I attribute that. Before Love Social Drops, that wasn't the case. Yeah. After that, it became the case. 
Bodak Yellow drops, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, every single black woman in my lifetime mm -hmm. loved hip hop. Yeah, and that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Again, there was a few who liked certain songs, they listened to certain songs, they liked certain artists because they thought they were attractive or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, that song dropped, and every single woman in my life that I would meet that I knew before all of a sudden had a hip hop bag mm -hmm. we were having conversations about that I didn't know existed before. Facts. And Ski felt like sexy in general. I just felt like one of those moments mm. in 2023. Um, so yeah, that that song, that moment, that summer, what a year. Mm. And then you look at Kitchen Lights. Man. If you haven't, go and check out our um, And Then You Pray For Me review. Arguably West's best album cut song. Mm -hmm. Arguably his best album cut song. Um, Nika, I remember seeing a tweet earlier this summer. I said, if Nika can't bring world peace, nothing can. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. One of my homies, she's um, Zim. Mm -hmm. She's in Zim over this Christmas period. And on Christmas Day, she tweeted out, these kids have played Nika three times and it's only 9 a.m. Today's mm. going to be long. Man. And I replied to her, they just like me for real. Because mm. me and my house, right. woke up that morning, I said, let me play Nico. <laughs> because that is a song. Yeah, facts, facts. I'm a piano to the world. Fam, that's, it's crazy, isn't it? Because for one, I'm lazy. You know I'm lazy. Yeah. I need to tell you I'm lazy. Um, but my piano has been one of the things that I've been interested in. Because I don't think I've heard any any of my piano that I didn't automatically like. Um, but that being said, I don't know the artist to go to. I don't know where to go to for it. So I, I've commissioned people to bring me back mm -hmm. the artist to go listen to. Um, that being said, they're unreliable and yeah. they're yet to do it. Um, so Nika was a song, you said it when we came with the nominees. You mentioned it and I was like, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but okay, let me write down his nominees. And I went through all your nominees. I was like, I don't know why you're fighting so hard for this song to be in your top five. And I listened to it. And once I listened to it, I was like, oh, this song. And that's just the power. It's a song that I had heard, mm -hmm. even though I've never searched for it in my search engine on my um, streaming platform. It's a song that I didn't know the name of. I don't know the names of the artists, but it had reached me to the point where there's nothing in the song that shocks me because I've heard it already. I've heard it multiple times and it just, I didn't know the name. Um, that was a huge song. Huge, huge song. West Side Gun, Kitchen Lights. Huge, huge song. Jay Huss featuring CB Cream. Wow. 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 It's very the song that, it's very the videos I have to that song. <laughs> Man said, you came to talk, I came for war. Man. Smoky settings. Smoke your brethren, man. Just like I've done it before. Mm. I've done some horrible things, horrid things with no remorse. Man, in hell trying to find the Lord. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? That song alone could have really had, <laughs> bro. Beautiful, could have oh been nominated off that off song alone. Strength. Oh my God! Yeah, this whole world is fake. <laughs> I'm as real as you make it, man. Man, I'm a star like Dave. <laughs> Um, all of that, we both had different Don Tolliver songs. We did have a different Don Tolliver songs. I wasn't upset in the slightest. And in fact, we agreed very quickly 
Because I can't even remember the song you had specifically. Mine was Private Landing. You had Private Landing. I had For Me. Yeah. You said, should we just go in Barris? I said, yeah. yep. <laughs> yep, that's absolutely fine. Because Barris that is, is one of them. Barris is, if you got me, got me. Oh, nope. I can't believe Travis did that and then did his album. Bam. I can't believe he did that and then did his album. Bam. Can you imagine? It's crazy. It's crazy. That, mm. uh, yeah, Travis Scott. Hey, listen, man. Steph Curry doesn't shoot 100% from the film, so it's yeah, fine. I watched him on Christmas Day. <laughs> Bro, this was a tough category. Yeah. Shout out to Sexy Red for giving us just a great year of music in general. Year. But in this category specifically, shout out to Sexy Red for giving us the year. And shout out to all the nominees. Um, shout out to people who didn't make it here. Like I said, I had Snow Be My Summer as one of the songs that could have been here. Mm. Um, you could have had um, Babyface Row, um, Ron Artaz. You could have had Hot by Genomine. Taliban's 2. Taliban's 2. City Girls. Um, Insecure could, by Roy Woods. Insecure by Roy Woods. You could have had um, Water by Tyler. Could have had Water by Tyler. Jesus. You definitely could have had Water by Tyler. Mm. Um, you could have had, what's, there's a song that I'm thinking of. Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike. That's yeah, that's, that's... Yeah, Scientists and Engineers <laughs> by Killer Mike. Like, there's so many different songs that could have been here. Mm. 8, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. No. Yep. First person shooter. Yep. The Secret Recipe called mm. Gaddy. Amen. Like, all mm. of these different songs really could have been here. Um, but when you see me and you're trying to see what's up, Ski-yee. that's it. That's it. It's simple and elegant. It's, it's so elegant. They don't make writers like that anymore. They don't make writing like that. Even though she's a rookie. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> just rejuvenate the game. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> just come and pop life. Oh. <laughs> so, congratulations, Sexy Red. For, you know, uh, I did that. Yeah, and I saw life. In a year when she was pregnant, no, and how you get back. I know, I know. Beautiful. I saw it. I'm, I'm on a roll. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, same year she said, fuck my baby daddy. Man. She's got another one. Man. Don't worry about it. But yeah, shout out to Sexy Red um, for her second. Just talking about general. Second, second in her first year out, crazy. Now it's hard to see if she might go third, man. Because now it's time for MVP. Mm. This is the Creme de la Creme, the Westside Grand MVP Award, um, as it has been named ever since he just kept clean sweeping. <laughs> 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 like he, three straight years. What do you want me to do? Boy, you want it one year. I said, I'm just going to have to call this the Westside Garden MVP Award because you're just going to be here every fucking year. <laughs> and he kept coming back. Um, so the Westside Garden MVP Award. This is the award where we just look back at the entirety of 2023 and we look at the full spectrum of music and see who was a consistent presence in terms of albums they dropped, singles they dropped, features everyone, tours they did, their social media presence, merch, if we went and saw them live, if we wanted to see them live but tickets were sold out or tickets were too expensive, mm-hmm. scissor, Brent, <laughs> £120. Crazy. Crazy. I can't even complain because it sold out. So it sold people out. Buying people were buying it. What can I do? What can I do? It's like a cost of living crisis out here, man. For me too, I wanted to be in there talking about I gave all my special man. away to a loser. <laughs> now I'm just a loser. Bro. <laughs> oh, God. What a year. Are we sure we shouldn't do an SOS review? No. I'm <laughs> never not sure, Paul. <laughs> I'm always ready to do the one year in. 
Let's look back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so MVP, it really is what it says on the tin. It's the artist who shone above all and throughout the year of our Lord 2023 was the top. And the nominees are... The nominees for the MVP Award 2023 go as such. Killer Mike, Jay Worthy, Larry June, Janelle Monet, and Danny Brown. And the winner of the 2023 Two Stubborn Nigerians MVP Award goes to none other than Larry June. Shout out to Larry June. Huge, huge, huge shout out to Larry June. Um, this was a tough category. There were names that I thought for sure would make this list that just didn't even, they made the cut. They made the cut in the end. I thought Beyonce had a good argument. Pot of Paper had a good argument. Usher had a good argument. But when it came down to it, all of these people dropped albums that were in arguments, if not one albums of the year. All of these people dominated their field of music. Um, some of these people dropped two different albums. Um, some of these people dropped two completely different albums that are both shunned. Some of these people just dominated their field face presence wise all year. Um, I did all of those things apply to Larry June. Every all of those things apply to Larry June. And a year where we've come here and we said Killer Mike had the album of the year. Killer Mike almost won rapper of the year. Um, it's just hard to, it's hard to say that Larry June doesn't deserve this award, man. Um, and it was tough. It was tough to come up with a winner for this one. Um, but ultimately, everything we said for Larry June winning rap, rap artist of the year applies to why he also won MVP. Because his presence this year, the way he improved, the way he dropped two albums with two different producers and shone on both of them, the way he stayed true to his style, the way his style only grew in iconicism, the way that I am now hopping on to games like 2K and I'm hearing Larry June's first thing. Iconicism is the word. I'm going to get to it. Asher Raymond. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's fourth. He's one of them. Yep, no, he's one of them. He's one of them. Mm. Asher Raymond. Mm. You could have won this award. Mm. Really, realistically, off the tiny desk alone, mm-hmm. this should have been your award. Mm. Then off the Vegas residency, this should have been your award. Then you started doing too much. <laughs> Ooh, look at me. I'm Usher. I can sing. I can dance. <laughs> yes. I can take um, your girl. Man. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. All of that was fine with me. And mm. then you start dancing with H.O. Wilson. Man. Man. You told Victoria Monet, stand up, let's dance. Huh? Let's dance and sing. <laughs> I'm living my dream. <laughs> living my dream. Bro. <laughs> People are so lucky I can't like, sing. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, I'll be grabbing girls' chins. <laughs> With the champagne. Bro, I don't want to sing There Goes My Baby. I can't hit the notes. Nice. I can't. Nice WNBA finals MVP. 
I just watched her drop 26 and 15. Man. Or 60% from the field. <laughs> I don't see that dog in her no more. All of a sudden. <laughs> and she's mounting away in his arm. Crazy. Crazy. Shout out to Larry. Um, this was one of those categories. Again, it was a coin flip. It was a triple sided coin flip between Larry, Janelle, and Killer. Mm-hmm. Mike, not Cam. Although Cam could have won this too. Mm. Cam could have easily won. This. Cam is never out. Of Cam is never out of running. <laughs> Killer Cam is never out of running. Have you watched it? Is what it is. Man. Um, Cam could have won it this year. Um, but yeah, no. It, this was a three way coin flip. And Larry did just edge it for the fact that he didn't just do it once, he did it twice. Yep. Back. Like he did it twice. Like he did it twice. He said, You enjoyed that one? Here go another one for you. Mm. And it was just as good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Great Escape was nominated for a rap album of the year. It could have been Night Shift. Um, and I think that just takes it. I think everything you said applies. Everyone really who made this final five, everyone who made the wider top 10, mm-hmm. which each of our individual top 10s, which was completely buried. Mm-hmm. Completely buried. Like, Hit Boy could have been there. Yep. Think about both Nas albums, his two albums different features he did here boy could have been there alchemist can always be here yeah west side gun can always be here like there's so many different artists who could have been here tyler could have been there um both of them you know what I'm saying? yeah all three facts. of them really because lou tyler as well was one of <laughs> my nominees like all three of them but it's kind of an iconic name now bro tyler is up there with those names man. tyler and michael are the names of the man names, you know what i'm saying um but what larry june did in terms of being a dominant presence in rap on his own projects, going on to other people's projects, I tried with every single fiber of my being mm. to get a ticket for this brother's show in Manchester mm-hmm. and no one was selling it. I was willing to drop a lot of money, mm. which I didn't have, and no one was trying to sell that ticket because everyone wanted to be there to mm. hear Larry tell them, you're doing a good job with yourself. Man. No. I'm mm. proud of you. Mm. And that's really all, like... Bro, my dad won't say like, it. Like, fam. <laughs> I've been begging. I've like, been doing everything in my power. And Wes has a, like, tough love approach. Man. You know what I mean? Like, West, <laughs> yeah. West side is like, bro, like, you're still... You're still not driving a Lamborghini. <laughs> Wes will get his daughter <laughs> to say, yo, yo, you pulled up in the Kia, yeah, man. man. <laughs> like, yo, I'm six years old, eating thousand dollar plates of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> get your weight off, my nigga. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Wes. I need to step my game up. But then Larry June as a perfect compliment to say, hey, you got this. Man. Just drink some kale. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Have some fruit juice. <laughs> Some OJ, mm. you're doing a good job, young fella. Like, Thanks, Larry June. Um, Yachty could have been here. Yep. If this was a Paul the bio list and just a Paul the bio list, I'd have spent the past 20 minutes talking to you about Babyface Ray. Mm-hmm. Didn't decide Babyface Ray in 2023. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. That's the problem. Babyface Ray was in 2025. You will appreciate Babyface's Ray in mm. 2023 and 2025. See, the real issue was that he was the rapper so that we needed. The rapper that we need. But not the, he's the one we wanted, but not the one we needed right now. Mm, damn, damn. <laughs> oh my god, pushing on this bitch. I think said, "Bitch is yelling from the stairs." <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. He yeah, would have worked for some drugs in his head. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he has no work ethic. Said so I put the drugs in his hand. Now he's out on my corners. <laughs> 
bro. That's how Kobe out came back up a chap. Kobe passed the ball and he shot a three. Yeah. <laughs> Give me flashbacks to 27. Um, but no, shout out to Larry Drew. Mm-hmm. I can't say much more. And again, like I said, Alchemist could have been here off the strength of the production on that album. Yep. But again, one of the most, I mean, definitely for me, one of the most anticipated albums of this year was The Greatest Game. Mm-hmm. When I heard that they were dropping it, and I was so excited in the days, weeks leading up to that album. And for it to exceed every expectation I had, mm-hmm. like every expectation I had, like I wasn't ready for a great action Bronson verse on that shit. Bro. You know what I mean? Bro. <laughs> but it was there. It was <laughs> Slum Village had me. Slum Village. <laughs> oh my In the God. Orange Village. Thank you, Larry June. Wow. It's a phenomenal year for Larry June. Phenomenal mm. year for Larry. Phenomenal year for Killer Mike. Phenomenal year for Janae. 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 Where's Janae? Where is Janae? This is why I hate Big Shot. <laughs> phenomenal year for Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal year for Danny. Danny Brown and Jay Worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy years for them, man. Crazy years for them. Shout out to all of them. Um, a shout out to Larry June, man. Our what fourth two star Nigerian awards MVP winner. Congrats, big up there with Giants. Oh, what's that done? Mm. Man, man, Giants for real. Whew. Congratulations. This what's that going MVP award is prestigious. Mm. I don't think it's prestigious, only the greats. Tell you what, three winners of the Westside Gun Awards? Or is it four? The Westside won it twice? I feel like he's won it multiple times. Or did he have just been nominated every time? No, he's been nominated every time. This was the first year he wasn't nominated. Because I didn't let him win it last year. Because he didn't win. You wanted to give it to him. Last I wanted year. to give it to him last year. Westside's not winning it. I deliberately said Westside is not winning <laughs> Last year was the year that I wanted to fight for Westside for him. And no, that I said was... Westside is not <laughs> like I, I, I said to you, and I told you, this is why we had to call it this award. It's not one of um, Congratulations to us, I got congratulations to all the nominees. Thank you, all of you, for just a phenomenal year um, mm. in music. Um, we can't wait to bigger and better things in 2024. Facts. Facts. Now, given the features, let's get straight into the features, man. From the inaugural Two Stuff Nigerians Award, um, we said that we wanted to celebrate not just the feature artists that we fought shun throughout the year, but the feature verse. The feature verse that we fought was amazing in the year um, that we were we were referring to with all the awards. Um, for this year, no different, man. We want to get into our favourite feature verse of the year, the one that we think just stood a cut amongst all of the feature verses that dropped throughout the year. Um, Paul, do you want to give yours first? Yeah. Um, for me, there's so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, in so many different genres, so many different fields that we could go with. Um, but for me, one feature verse, which I think was so extraordinary, got so much love, deservedly so. And for me, it's had so much replay value throughout the year. Is Cardi, Cardi B on Lars put it on the floor again? Part mm, two. Mm. Um, Cardi B is arguably the best feature artist in hip hop right mm. now. And by right now, I mean the past five years. Every time she steps on a song, it changes the weight and gravity of that song. 
it elevates the song to highest of highest, highest levels. When that shit came out, and even with the video, when they had Angel Reese in there, fresh off LSU's national mm-hmm. title, like it was an earthquake. Mm. Just like it was last year when she turned up on Glorilla's shit and she said tomorrow too. Yeah. And I'm here. And that's what she did again this year. We put it on the floor again. There were so many different ways I could have gone with this. There were so many different places I thought I would go with this. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a million one J. Cole verses I could give you. Mm-hmm. Could give you stove on kitchen lights. Yep. Could give you CB on cream. Mm-hmm. And in a different day, mm-hmm. I'd probably go CB on cream. Mm-hmm. But for today, I'm going with Cardi B's put it on the floor again. Fair. Fair. I'm not mad at that one at all, man. I'm not mad at it. Um, my feature verse of the year. I had an experience this year, Paul. Um, as we usually do when we get into this time of year where we're we are figuring out our nominations for the Two Stuff Nigerian Awards. Um, I quickly went over to just check all the albums that had come out the year in the year to make sure that I wasn't missing anything crazy. And to my surprise, I found out I was missing something very crazy, which was um, which was Daniel Caesar's album. Man, me missing Daniel Caesar's album is crazy because I'm a Daniel Caesar fan. Um, so I went back, I went and listened to it went to make sure that it wasn't anything too crazy, but it was something crazy. It was something crazy. And there were two songs in particular from that album that just blew me away. The first song was Valentino. Listen to Valentino thought, wow, this song is stunning. Listen to the rest of the album. And as, as I do, I'm not necessarily checking the songs, not checking where I am on the album. Let the whole thing rock. And eventually I hear Valentino again and I think, oh, I didn't even realize I got back to the beginning of the album. That's fine though, because I love this song. And I'm listening to it and I'm enjoying it. Little did I know, Paul, that this wasn't Valentino. It was Valentino the remix. And the remix was because Rick Ross had a verse on this version of Valentino. And it is, simply put, my favorite thing to come out of 2023. Rick Ross is the exact feature that that song needed. And I didn't know it needed a feature the first time I heard it. Um, man, what he does, no other artist, there's no other artist that could have been put onto Valentino that would have elevated it the way that Rick Ross did. That song went to a completely new height just because tone of voice, cadence, flow, everything he did with that verse was so damn elite that I just, I can't not give it my feature verse of the year. It's made it so that the first Valentino that I heard is almost, I just, I can't help but feel I was missing something now because that verse that Rick Ross adds on, man, it just completes the song for me now. It completes the song. So my feature verse of the year is Rick Ross's verse on Valentino. Dope. Mm. Congrats. Mm. For real. Two amazing feature verses. Mm. Amazing feature verses. Now that being said, we have a new tradition that we started last year, Paul. Yeah. That tradition is how can we celebrate feature verses and not celebrate just the flower verse of the year, our favorite verse of the year. So now we also are going to come to you guys and give you what we think was just for us individually, the best verse that came out in the year of 2023. Yeah. Paul, do you want to start? 
Yeah, so my winner, uh, I'm going to call the Kendrick Lamar Vasa Theo Award. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really the only reason we have this. <laughs> I wanted to give Kendrick Lamar some flowers. Kendrick Lamar count me out some flowers, specifically <laughs> last year. And I stand by that decision. <laughs> it's J. Cole mm-hmm. on The Secret Recipe by Lil Yai. And now you could argue, well, Paul, that's a feature. That should be a feature recipe. Mm-hmm. And it could be, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this verse right here i have long on this podcast celebrated j cole's growth as a rapper and one of the things i've celebrated about him is that he's gravity he's graduated to a state in rap where he is literally like a mad scientist in the lab with the way he constructs his verses and this verse on this song is a prime example of that the song starts, yeah, he's had phenomenal. The song starts, I hate the beat. Like, the first mm-hmm. time I hear this, I hate the beat. And then Yachty does his verse, which calmed me down a bit, because Yachty's in Yachty form. I'm like, okay. And then Cole comes in. He's very just melancholy, chill. Cole and Yachty, coming for their respect, come and pay your debts, just like a travel pillow at your neck mm. for the way you slept. I said, what? <laughs> like a travel pillow at your neck Man. for the way you slept. Mm. As for me, I creep so massively. I don't need a chef. I'm older now, but I'm still cutting edge. Mm. I'm like a bayonet. I said, wait, hold on, what? Man. I'm older now, but I'm still cutting edge like a bayonet. Crazy. Crazy. I said, wait, what? <laughs> and that is the structural tone of that whole verse. Mm. He says, I'm on your song, your stream's growing up quite not quite the drake effect i'm like so you even could shout out yourself and your quality but still be self-deprecating enough to know i mean it's not the drake effect man but your stream's still going up man and i'm signing this the greatest yet i th- i thought it's just the way in which he constructed the verse the way in which literally like there's a line he has in there where he's like if you reach then i'm up in like staff Mm. And I'm like, it's so, it's not even the bar. It's the fact that he sets up that he's going into a basketball scheme. Yep. Two bars before it by mentioning something about the rock or something about basketball. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then two lines, he does that there because two lines later, he wants to say, if you reach that, I'm up in like step. I'm like, wait, crazy. How did you set that up? Crazy. Two lines before. It's just, it's like you're watching Dr. Frankenstein creating his monster with every single verse with mm. J. Cole. That was the same on first person shooter. Was the first same on on the on the street with the J Hope joint from the K K pop dude. Mm. It's the same on Passport Bros. Man, <laughs> like, man, yep. All of these different whole verses, but that was the one that just shot him up the all to me, mm. and was probably my favorite one of my favorite verses of the year. So that's J Cole on the secret recipe. Fair, 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 <laughs> man. My verse of the year, I have to give it to Tyler the Creator. Sorry, not sorry. Um, what can I say, man? The verse specifically, I want to go to verse two, even though the song doesn't have a hook. The song has no hook. But I'm going to take the change in cadence in the middle where he speeds up to be the division between uh, verse one and verse two. Verse two is, in that case, is insane is insane throughout the whole song um and is 
a bit tougher to get from just the song by itself. But once you add in the context of what he shows us in the music video, where he's rapping from different perspectives, where he's at in different points of his life, whilst he's making all these different albums that he's released to us, um, it changes everything about the first man. It changes absolutely everything. Uh, where he's apologizing basically for all these different things throughout. And then you get to the end of verse two and essentially it goes to where he is today. And him just saying, him coming to that realization that he doesn't even need to be apologetic for all of this, all everything that he's apologized for throughout the entire song. And him just getting to that, what you niggas are trying to claim that I'm something I'm like, you guys claim, I don't know about section eight or putting water in the ketchup bottle to stretch what niggas ate. And man, it just, it gets to a point where it's like, oh, oh, you're talking his shit. And it's not necessarily talking his shit throughout this whole song, but he gets to the end and it's like, oh, no, no, no. Tyler knows who he is. He knows what he's doing. Like, there's a different energy at the end of that song, which makes it impossible not to wheel up. And then you get to the very end of the song and it's, I have two words fuck them. And it's just, that's perfect. It's perfect. Let the beat rock at the end. Music video, you see him beating up the past version of himself. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, I think it will be a crime for me not to say that Sorry Not Sorry verse 2 would be my verse of the year, man. Because I'm pretty sure in my top five most listened to songs as well. Um, it's just a phenomenal song. And I think that that verse punctuates why that, why I enjoyed that whole project so much this year. Um, so shout out to Tyler, shout out to J. Cole. Shout out to all the nominees and winners of the Two Stubborn Nigerians 2023 awards, man. Do you have any last thing, any last words for the people? Um, but for real, if you've been with us, whether it's from track one or from here today, if you're here with us still now, we really fuck with y'all. We appreciate you. Thank you for rocking with us all the 2023. We hope your 2023 was full of blessings and joy. Hope your 2024 is full of more blessings and joy. I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be content. No. Um, and yeah, man, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. We're going to double down. Shout out to all of you guys, especially if you rocked with us for the whole year. If you listen to however many episodes we dropped this year, shout out to you. If you listen to two episodes that we dropped this year, shout out to you. If you listen to one episode, do better. You can get to it. I believe in you. Um, but man, yeah, we we welcome every single one of you guys, man. It it's been a pleasure. Uh, the year twenty twenty three was fun, filled with a lot of firsts for us. Filled with a lot of firsts for us, man. Um, we got some episodes recorded in Manchester. We got some episodes recorded in Milton Keynes. We got to do the Manchester National Festival, which was dope, man. Um, I'm excited for what's coming next. I'm very excited for what's coming next. And as you said, man, I hope that everyone at home is happy, content, um, blessed, and highly favored. And that that carries on into 2024. And that your 2024 is bigger than your 2023. That being said, I'm going to close us out. Yeah, we're going to play. We're going to let um, Song of the Year rock. Yep. Only way we can. Um, enjoy the sexy red ski ye. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as that plays, I want everyone at home to please, please, please remember that Nigeria never carries loss. Peace.
Jamming high.